It's the State of the Union. Barack puts you behind the podium. You speak to the nation. Folks, I don't know how I got here. I subscribed to Clipped. I didn't even post the single YouTube video. I woke up the next day, and it was all there. Moral of the story. All for three nine nine five a month, huh? <laughs> yes, sir. Wow, you were quick. Welcome to the Smart Nonsense Podcast, where we talk about entrepreneurship, self-development, and challenging norms. I got a stuffy, stuffy binky yeah, nose, and you're wearing a hat for today. Here? A stuffy Me. binky nose to start the morning. Well, it's 1 p.m. there. Yeah, dude. Uh. I'm clogged up. I, I put a little Vicks Vapor Rub. I should get some more, actually, because I, as I talk, I realize how bad it is. But uh, no, I'm plugged, dude. I talk about Julius plugging his nose and the, the gods swipe. Karma. Karma is That's a bitch. That's how it goes. Hey, watch the last podcast if you didn't. We do video, too. That's why Henry's looking good with his little creator clipped hat. Would you look at that? Uh, Pop, we started the Smart Nonsense Army content machine yesterday. We're posting clips ah. for the first time ever. Clip.co on YouTube, TikTok, IG, Twitter. Smart Nonsense is growing. Oh, How about it's that? everywhere. You can't hide from us. No. You got Belky on the trigger and he's posting everywhere. That's actually one thing I realized, too. We've got 30. We've got. I was kind of given a lot of. I think we've got Cut 13 people. Yep. Yep. That's fine. Yep. It'll be fine. That's It'll fine, be fine, dude. Count. It's my mistake. How many do we have? 13? It's my mistake. 12 or 11 or 13? Uh, we probably got like 12 people working on this podcast. <laughs> 525 subs. How about that? <laughs> I'm going to wear my hat like this. <laughs> but that was my mistake. 525. So, oops. Hey, dude. We all make mistakes. Uh, how about this, though? We, in addition to posting our first clips, big milestone, we've also got our first troll. Really? I ain't never seen a troll before. The first I one mean, ever. I mean, you have your, your, you have a thousand plus. <laughs> Someone's going to make a clip out of this at some point. And they're going to think I wear this because I think it's cool. Uh, you need all the context. I love That's this three second lag. Dude, the lag, dude. Yes. It gives us more time to think. <laughs> Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, I I used to get trolls early on, and then trolls. they they got tired. They're like, this dude's not gonna stop posting because I'm trolling him, so I might as well just get on with my life. Well, it was it's goofy because the okay, I'll I'll give him cred. He's got his shirt off too, and dude, let me look. I I didn't actually look at the troll before. You see that fucking? That's man? a pixelated troll for me. It's kind of blurry, but. He's he's got he's got like a, a rump jelly body and he took a photo of it. It's like what what's this dude doing with himself? We should just uh, shit on trolls on the podcast. Major like we should have a domin- segment for that. Well that's that's the thing. It's like I realized nobody's doing this, or at least doing it well. But I just wanna neg trolls. Mm. That's all I wanna do all day long. Cause he comes in, he's like have you ever had an original thought or do you guys just regurgitate everything, every other podcast until on Reddit? I don't really know what kind of English that is, but I get the point. It's like you guys are just spitting it up. I don't think you've seen any of our content, so it's kind of goofy. He's like, do you do, do this all the time? But I'm like, hey, that's a troll. And a troll to me is like a hot girl that's trying to give you shit. 
So I'm like, dark arts mode, turn it on. Let's just talk shit. Let's just neg. So I'm like, regurgitate. Fuck. Good thing I don't have to say it out loud. Regurgitate for you, baby bird, with a little baby bird. Uh, I I wish I had the little chick. I like the little chick. But it's like, I think, one, I'm going to be chief neg officer for like the next couple months. But at some point, I think our customer service just has to be that. It's like, we're not trying to hire for for like being normal on social media. We cause a ruckus. So if you're coming in mm. and you don't know how to neg, you can't be part of smart nonsense. Because we're going to get a lot more like of it. major dom jam, and we're going to have to figure out how to fight fire with fire. <laughs> and the best way is with the neg. So I'm stoked for that. It's a new... Uh, New period, new milestone for smart nonsense. And we're just going to double down on being crazy. That's how we do it. You know what? I earned we, an extra tilt on the hat just because of that extra crazy. Extra tilt for that. Look at you. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking we should double down on product, Pop. We got a veto on the format today. <laughs> a good veto. <laughs> Get the fuck out. I let it go. <laughs> I like how my solution is double down on negging. And you're like, that's probably an idea, Pop. We'll, we'll keep, we'll table that. <laughs> but for now, let's double down on product. Because that's probably going to sell a lot Table better. it, dude. <laughs> <It's> like- <laughs> that's a trend. I'm, I'm just so tired. I live in this tiny ass van and Athena gets allergies every night. Every night she's got the sniffles uh, like you. She's all plugged up. But instead of plugged, it's roaring ra- rapids. Keeps me up all night. Uh, uh, that's Sad for wettest. her too. She I, I can't just had sleep. A, a little chewable. That's the wettest. Um, uh, yeah, dude, product. You gotta go wet, We're vetoing. You vetoed wet. the format. Hey. Today was supposed to be a, a book review, a pod review, a YouTube review, and uh, instead we're gonna talk about Airbnb. Yeah, you know why? Because I was reading the courage to be disliked, and. I'm like walking around, so trying to be active. I've never felt like I'm going to fall asleep while I'm walking. And that's what it did to me. I'm like, hey, I can't actualize when I still don't see very much in the, the old uh, Quenta, the, the old bank account. So it's like until that's really like really soft and nice and settled, I can't deal with how to be disliked. I'm just going to neg. That's all I got for the time being. Let me give you... Let me give you a tangent for the ages. That's kind of related. Yeah. Um, first, I gotta I gotta see why this bench isn't down all the way. Um, so that tangent isn't pop, quite a ninety degree. Pop. It's like a eighty degree. Thing. No, it's it's acute. It's acute. It's probably eighty two degrees. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's still acute, but it's okay. So, uh, Dylan, you used to make the claim that. You had ten out of ten empathy. <laughs> oh, full blown <laughs> empathy. Most empathy. <laughs> if the scale goes to ten, you were full blown empathy. And <laughs> I might have been took eleven that on to the your 10 family, stars, right? <laughs> we're gonna get to the eleven star experience first. Let's talk about eleven star empathy right here. <laughs> Sawed off, dude. It's, so it's <laughs> so good. You can read minds <laughs> and hearts. So what happens? You go to your family once, right? Maybe a year ago. 
and you guys were like really bickering about something and it it came it came to the point where what you probably asked him like how empathetic do you guys think i am right uh no it was well here's the thing i'll defend myself in a second but basically it's this uh i i would often be rude i i just think in my own terms and i'm like hey that other person's feelings they don't quite matter to me so i'm gonna say things and then my family's like yeah dylan you you got like negative empathy i'm like what do you mean negative empathy i got 10 out of 10 empathy and they're like oh he's got it bad like i, I here's the thing if if one person <laughs> thinks they got negative 10 empathy and the other person thinks they got 10 out of 10 someone's full-blown asp out of their mind and my bet is it's probably it's not, not the, the person group. that's self-diagnosing <laughs> so i get hit with this radical uh mind shift like hey i thought i was superman but turns out uh, i'm an amoeba and it's like I, I don't know, the, the anti-Superman, that's just, Amoeba's the first thing. You ever see those fucking water bears, whatever they're called? They, they survive like anything, but it's kind of like a Superman. Uh, basically, I, I'm algae. I'm nothing. So I'm like, okay, I gotta consult a, a slightly unbiased and acute biased third-party source. So I then go to Belki. What angle? Uh, it's, it's probably like an 81-degree angle in terms of, like third party acuteness. 81 degree acute yeah okay so i go to belky okay. i'm like yo belky i'm not trying to bias you with this but I, I got 10 out of 10 empathy right he's like pop pop he's gonna cool down i mean belky when you heard this what, what was your first impression i don't know if you remember this because it was when we were living in the crack house 10 10 you said 10 i'm like uh, i'm no 10 exclamation question mark exclamation exclamation 10 <laughs> I'm like pop is the most one track mind stubborn my way or the highway motherfucker I know <laughs> 10 out of 10 empathy here's here's the problem pop here's what we learned like two weeks ago this is a good tip for Gen Z empathy is not putting yourself in somebody else's shoes you're really good at that this is how you got to 10 out of 10. <laughs> I'm like, hey, what I'm saying right now probably sucks to be in those shoes. It's yeah, fine. Like, I can get Just keep all ripping. up in those shoes. Your life sucks. <laughs> the trick to empathy is putting yourself in their shoes and processing information the way they do. And for that, you score a negative 10. You get in their yeah. shoes and you're like, that's stupid. Why would you ever think that and, and feel that? Here's but I put myself in your shoes, so I'm a 10 out of 10. Well, one, yes. <laughs> yeah, I probably. I think part of the problem was I didn't understand the definition of empathy. I thought empathy is just like, hey, I know what's probably going on in their head. And granted, I thought I was really good at that. Turns out I'm probably not that good. But I thought I was good because I'd always like go up to people and like <laughs> being in the dark arts, like when you're approaching a stranger, you kind of have to have like some degree of empathy. Turns out most of the people in there are sociopaths, just kind of fucking like Aspergered out. Uh, so I don't really know. Maybe that's just why I thought I was relatively good. But it's like, hey, I know this is weird because I'm a stranger approaching you. So I'm going to like say things that make you more comfortable. So I'm like, oh, I'm really good at that. But the problem is, uh, turns out empathy isn't that. It's like 
Yeah, you gotta when you're running the algorithms. <laughs> definitely like put yourself in their shoes. But then like you, you gotta like feel it too. You can't just like see their shoes and be like, I could probably wear those. It's like you gotta be like, oh, that really hurts me, and that doesn't make me want to like, live with you as a person because you're not a good person to cohabitate with. So I'm like, ah, okay, that's the problem. <laughs> I recognize the damage I do. I just don't care enough to not do that damage. Right. You'll you'll put yourself in a banker's friend's shoes and then just be like, yeah, but I would never be a banker. Why would you ever be a banker? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Part of the problem is it's kind of hard. Like it takes some effort. So I'm like, I'd rather just think me. Thinking me is a lot more fun. Yeah. Think, feel, do me. Uh, um, where did that okay, come from? Pop. Think, feel, do. Twelve and a half minutes in. Uh, it was just on my mind. Because, yeah, we were talking about it last night. It was just on my mind. How I thought it was that? hilarious. Your family pops you in a wheelbarrow, takes you to the infirmary, infirmary gets you diagnosed. Hey, Still hasn't been diagnosed, but uh, we're ripping, this pod, dude. I was we're supposed ripping. to be talking about 11-star stuff, but my mom cranked out some photos because I asked for some photos to pepper the B-roll with Julius. And, uh, God, I was a cute binky. I was a cute, cute binky. I don't know what happened to me, but yeah. I grew up and just, uh, yeah. Man, when, when you're pudgy, shit's just dope. Shout out to the word pudgy. Underrated. All right. Uh, <laughs> let, let's talk about. Uh, oh, you know what I would like to do? Ah, uh, this is not a good time. Let's talk about 11 Star. I want to introduce the Elmo meme, but I can't uh, work it in right here. It's we got to be We just got to keep I ripping through. I thought maybe you with your Asperger's could be Elmo. <laughs> Cheetah, yeah, uh, okay. onward. So, onward, dude. Onward. Here's here's one thing we like to. <laughs> Thirteen and a half minutes in with the lesson. Right. Let's go. Uh, good thing these are clips, because then you pepper them in wherever, and it don't matter. Uh, okay. So what are we what are we doing in this world of startups? We're trying to create an awesome business. How do you create an awesome business? Well, for it to grow into being awesome, you have to like empathize with people, see what they want in an experience. So, this is this is something I need to practice, apparently. But, thank God for Brian Chesky. Because Brian Chesky, he started Airbnb. Also, went to Rhode Island School of Design, which is right next to Brown. Cool, we knew a lot of them. We're awesome. Alright, what do they do? They're like, okay, if we want a product, Airbnb, that the whole world talks about, it's gonna be, blow your fucking mind, amazing. So how do we get there? Well, most people are going to think like, say you go to a hotel, it's like, oh, one to five stars. A five-star hotel is like, uh, I don't know. Actually, I remember Burj Khalifa got like seven stars or something. And I'm like, wow, that's awesome. And they got a tennis court on the roof. I don't know. Hope Federer doesn't fall off. Like I saw that and I'm like. Out of five? Yeah, I don't know if it was a marketing scheme, but I still remember it after like 12 years. So it worked. But point being, everyone's like, oh, we just want to create an awesome five-star experience and people are going to share it. He's like, no, you go in an Uber, the default is five stars. If you get anything less, it's like, wow, that fucking Uber driver must have swore at you or said something racist or like spit on you. It's like, it had to be pretty bad to get a four below. So he's like, okay, in this world where five, just an awesome experience is the default, that means you have to go beyond that to have someone word of mouth sharing your product. It's like, okay, let's go a little crazy. Like, should we do six stars and like talk about that experience? Well, that'd be cool. 
What about seven? No, let's get fucking crazy. What about eight? And then finally, they just went crazier and crazier and crazier, and they got all the way to 11 stars. Like, let's create this 11-star experience. So it goes from, like, say, an Airbnb that's maybe three, four, five stars, and you check in, and it's like, oh, maybe the guy was a little bit late, but you get in there, there's, like, a chocolate there, and it's like, oh, here's some things you can do in the city. But then you get to, like, six stars, and it's like, oh, hey, uh, welcome, Henry. They know you by name. They're like, oh, I know your interests are these. I've set up these tours with you. Uh, I know you like surfing and want to do it and scuba diving. So we, we rented uh, a bunch of tanks and all this stuff and you can just go tomorrow. And then like eight, nine, ten stars. It's, oh my God, he knows everything about me. Pick me up at the airport in this Uber black. And it's like uh, just pretty much everyone's like cheering and clapping and they get all the way to 11 stars, which is like Elon Musk. It's his house. He picks you up. The whole world's like, oh my God. Henry's amazing. Like, fuck yeah. You get there. It's like a, a like water slide in the apartment. It's, it's just the best experience of all time. So now we are trying to translate that little Airbnb 11 star experience to Clipped. That's kind of. Yeah. And the, the, the beauty yeah. is in doing in doing that exercise, tough lag in doing that exercise. You'll end somewhere between five stars and 11 stars. It's the classic Elon like, okay, how do, how do we take this manufacturing process to the limit? What happens if we do a million units of this thing? Then what? Does it get cheaper? Or if we take this to the limit of 11 stars, oh, now eight stars is reasonable. Right. Well, we can do that. They're so, known. Like great Airbnb, exercise for product. In the early days, they were known for doing things that don't scale. Like first thing, uh, Airbnb, they needed money. And, uh, like they were super scrappy. They just wanted to like, oh, actually a good kind of little story here. So Airbnb, they went through Y Combinator and in Y Combinator, normally you build the product throughout with a lot of coaching. And then there's this demo day, but Paul Graham, who was running Y Combinator, he's like, Hey, Airbnb guys, uh, problem, our demo day, there might not be any investors. He's like, Oh shit, Brian Chesky and I forget the other co-founder. They're like, that's a problem if we can't raise money. So let's just try and do ramen profitable. Meaning let's just build a business that by default is just profitable enough where we make money to afford our own ramen and just pay all our employees. So they went to this default alive, which is also an article that Paul Graham talks about. It's like, no matter what happens with funding, we can survive if we do this ramen profitability. So that was cool. And they also raised money by selling Obama, Obama O's or something like that, like uh, a cereal that got them like super dope marketing stunt. And that's what got them into Y Combinator, I think, was, was just this like scrappy mentality of let's create a cereal about Barack Obama because he's going on tour and it can be like uh, super rare or something. So basically, uh, what's the point of all that? I can't believe the default isn't too alive. That's something you taught me. It's like the default is not cash flow positive day zero for a business in Silicon Valley. Right. That's nuts to me. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I was watching a video yesterday on Snowflake and Snowflake's cool because take like a take a Facebook or I don't know, Instagram, TikTok, whatever it is. What they have is a massive, massive database or just tons of databases with all this info of like you go in to say TikTok, and we're looking at the stats in this last video and it gets 1500 views on the clip I'm like oh now we can see like exactly who saw the clip how long when they clicked out why they clicked out like 
pretty much everything you'd ever want to see. But there's all this information everywhere and every other big company or every real company has all this information on these databases, but it sucks to analyze it. So Snowflake comes in and they're like, hey, we're just going to make analyzing all your database info mm. super easy. And now they get people like Warren Buffett, who traditionally never invests in tech. He's like, oh, that's brilliant. Like I can wrap my head around that. You have a bunch of info and you just want to analyze it better. I'll invest in that. And now Snowflake is like the fastest uh, unicorn I don't know, ever. And, uh, and it's just because they can visualize data and scale it to everyone and they sell it. I don't know. I'm kind of making Fastest that up. Fastest unicorn like, ever. Yeah, 36 like miles per hour. Or well, it's got a lot of horsepower, unicorn power. Uh, but they just grew. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> you were just waiting. That's for the that. Alma right there. Um, for okay, fuck, fuck, snowflake, all of that. Basically, coming back to Airbnb, no, I like the horsepower. Like, they wanted to do things that don't scale. So they had, for example, in the early days, they had people like, Henry, you would want to maybe rent out your van. That's kind of crazy because who would live in that van? But say you wanted. Most people are shit photographers. So they'd go and they look at the posts on the site and it's like, oh my God, it looks like this dude. I don't know. You see some dude in South America taking photos for Instagram and it looks like uh, that Johnny Yan trying to trash talk us. Like it's, it's just a crappy mirror selfie extrapolated to an Airbnb home. Who the fuck wants to live there? I'd rather go to the hotel with beautiful, like a marketing team came in and took all the photos. It's like, okay, we know in Silicon Valley. Yeah, Can I say something really quick? We got the worst fucking like, um, no. uh, hotels way better than Airbnbs. Okay. Way better. I did the whole Airbnb thing for a while. You don't know what you're going to get. You're going to talk about the photos. They don't end up being real. Hotels yeah, are just... Yeah, it's a clean binky. You know what you're going to get. Hey, want another detour say. while we're detouring? Consistent. I was listening certain. to Rory Sutherland this morning. And he's like, hey. Fuck dude, yeah. The lag is absurd. But uh, he's talking about like asymmetric benefits. It's got to be six seconds. Everyone's like, okay, say an app launches. Uh, okay, take Hilton. I don't know if it was Hilton, but we're just going to pretend it's Hilton. Hilton had this app, and the app made it super easy to check in so that you no longer had to wait at the front desk to get your room key when you check in. The problem is you got to download the app. It's like most people that are just going to stay in a hotel like once or twice a year barely use the app. So that means that you look at the user data, and it's like, oh, we only have like a 1,000 active users on our Hilton app. But then when you look at the data, it's like, yeah, most people don't use it, so they don't give a shit. But the people that go to a hotel like 50 plus times a year, that's the best thing in the world for them. Because they download the app and they're like, oh, I save so much time because I'm coming to hotels so often, I never have to check in. I just go straight to my room. It's literally like you live in the hotel. So for them, it's the most amazing experience in the world. For the rest of the world, they don't give a shit. But we like to take the average and be like, oh, that's a shitty app because on average, not many people are using it. It's like, no, you have a, a thousand true fans using the shit out of it, and then everyone that doesn't. So you got to look at the world in these sort of chunky, asymmetric uh, benefits. So that was cool. I don't know how that relates. Mm -hmm. But um, going back to where we wanted to be, uh, with Brian Chesky. It's a great uh, tangent. They noticed like people taking shit photos. Like, okay, let's just <laughs> copy the hotel playbook. 
So we're going to go in, and I know this isn't unscalable. I know this is unscalable because Silicon Valley is like, do the things that scale right out of the gate. That's why I have to raise so much money so that you can code all this stuff. But they just want to duct tape. They just want to make Obama O's. It's like, okay, we're going to go door to door with the professional photographer, and we're going to be there and take photos for the first, I don't know, 1,000 units in New York City. And now we've seeded this amazing experience that looks like a hotel, but it's just a lot cheaper, and it's a cooler experience. So then after that, they figured out how to scale it. And I think they still have the free photographers like to this day that you can request or something like that and, and come in. So they figured out how to scale that model and just like teach ways of oh, wow. having a professional photographer. Also helps that cameras just got better. So it got a lot easier. Sure, this brings it back to Clipped. Okay, if you're still hanging out, we're going to go through the exercise, see how we can take this bitch to the moon. Uh, we're going to kind of jump because there's like Let's a lot it. of stars in between 1 and 11. I did basically. Uh, How'd you do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind of like. I did like one, three, five, eight. So hit 10. me with your one star, Spelky. Let's get like the anti goals. What is that shit experience? Yeah, yeah. Let me hit you with a one star for Clip Co. With the lag, uh, okay. One star is you sign up to Clip. You don't hear anything. Mm. You gotta hack the mainframe to get into our Slack yourself. Four weeks go by. A teammate delivers just audio like, back, and so that it's was corrupted. the problem. I know. The more specific we get, just the more fun this exercise is. But I was, Bank I was kind of bored with some of my shit, so I got to make it more specific. But yeah, I, I, I like how it's like you get it and it's corrupted. I also had this came oh. from one of the customers, but they're like, "Yeah, uh, this person told us they were going to edit it for Friday, but it turned out to be like a week late for some reason." And now we plan, say, a whole launch around being on time. I wish you just told me it was going to be late so then I could prepare for that. But now it's the worst of all worlds because I expected it on this date and now I'm fucked because I haven't found a backup. It's like, oh, okay. That's the, like, that's even worse than radio silence is, like, false promises. And then I just had, like, uh, yeah, it's real as fuck. Um, that's a really real one yeah. star. Okay, that's good enough. Three stars. Like, that's happened got? before. Three stars. Um, you pay for your first month with Clipped, which is like four Gs. You get you have one 20-second piece of media due in seven days. <gasps> we miss the deadline yeah. and blame it on the client. So it's kind of like your one star. Oh, that shit. Yeah, I basically had them responding slowly, like grammar issues out the wazoo. Bad English. Just. But we blame it on the client. No fun. It's like, what the fuck is this? Um, okay. Five stars. Typos. It's going to get more fun as we go. This is like the depressing part. Five stars. You come into Clipped. You get your first vlog turned around in three days. You're happy to have outsourced but not convinced we're any better of editors than you uh, are yourself. I think my five star it's is just like a little very bit better. Average. I know I said Uber like five stars is the default. But uh, yeah, I'm like, I'm like one and maybe ten will do well, like go viral, and the rest are pretty mm. much shit. Uh you get like responses U.S. time, so you don't just have to work in uh, like Philippines time. So like, you, there's someone on our end that you can talk to, and it's a pretty good experience. And there's like some helpful. Oh, maybe you should try this strategy every once in a while. That comes through. Hey, you skip to seven or you go six? I went to eight, and I think where your five star was like Uber's five star. I think eight was like my. It was where I was calibrated. What do you got for six or seven? Uh, all right, so somewhere between five and eight. 
what, what you got? I, I get more specific now, so it might be more fun. Oh, I get real specific. I bet she does. Eight star. Onboarding is frictionless. We answer any content plan strategy questions promptly. We help brainstorm some ideas if you're a little lost. Your editor introduces themselves and is personable. They're proactive, communicative, and clearly an authority in the field. You, the client, trust you're in good hands. You wake up the next morning and there's something for you to review so you can quickly and early, early provide feedback. Your editor takes that and provides an ETA on the full cut. You receive a final cut in two days. It's glamorous. Huh. Yeah, see, that eight star is what I feel like a five star should be. Well, that was like five star experience hey, to me. Minus I, three I, on all of them. Uh, so you're going to have to think of a yeah, 14 star. Yeah, I, I miscalibrated there. Misfired. But, yeah, I'm like, okay. Uh, I broke it down into like five, six, seven stars, but I'll, uh, I'll just kind of group them into one like doper than five star. I'll, I'll go for the seven star. So it's like you come in and right out of the gate, you just understand virality. Like there's this one-on-one -on -one conversation that we have because most people like phone calls and it's like, hey, let's think of the strategy that we can use in the coming months for your business. And like, this is what we found has worked in the past for the last year plus working on just clips and viral content. And now they take that strategy and guess what? It's like, we teach them exactly what to do for the producer, maybe even at the higher, like I had in my seven, that we even do the producer role. So they don't have to have their own producer, which is something that we say is nice, but it's just that shit's already produced for them. So they just record mm. like we do, drop it, and it's good to go. Titles, thumbnails, whatever it is. Um, and also if they ever need us, like ideally in the future, they don't need us at all because it just happens. But they can get to us U.S. time, Philippine time. It's like 24-7 support. Um, and then English is always perfect. It's always Vox quality. Um, they get like merch in the mail. So right when they sign up that like first mile experience. Uh, well, the first mile, like right when you sign up. You, Not the USPS, uh, their last mile. Okay, I want to I wanna make it more nitty gritty because it gets fun in a second. But right when you sign up, like uh, pretty much a week after a package arrives and it's got the clip creator hat or this fucking dope ass clip fucks hat. And you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, my mom just read it today, and she's like, "I just realized Clipped what that is." Fucks like, to all of the. Did clients. you come up with that? What is that? I'm like, I don't know, but it kind of got inspired from Silicon Valley. That little, this guy, this guy fucks. This dude, this dude fucks. And it's like, thank you. Oh, this dude, this guy. <laughs> hey, wait, wait, wait! I thought of when you. Let me. I want you to finish on yours, but I thought of something interesting when you were doing yours is it would be good for our audience and for us to do this exercise for your life. What's the 11-star life? Uh, that's nice, dude. Look at you. All this stuff, we're not just doing to make money for Clip. It's to have a better life. And one day we'll get there. Well, because I'm thinking, you're, we're, we're going through all these, and I'm like, yeah, well... If we plot these against our 11-star life, a lot of these things we aren't doing because we've thought kind of of our 10-star, 11-star life. So it's like, how does this this 11-star product play into our 11-star, yeah, Venn diagram of a lifestyle business? Oh, kind of interesting. Uh, well, shit. Um, 
I don't know. I'm still around seven. We'll get to 10 in a second, but I like that idea of seeing where the two mix. And that's kind of why our business <laughs> is structured the way it is. And people are like, like one troll yesterday, or semi-troll, he was like, you're talking about the lion mentality? And he's like, uh, terrible advice. I work 24-7 on my business. You need to do that to learn. And I'm like, I mean, maybe, but we don't. It is building a shitty business in public, like, but we don't. We do, but it's playful. Right. He just sounded like he was burning himself out. And uh, you know, I was like, hey, this guy's fucking toast. But uh, we, we thought through all this stuff. To yeah, take it all with a grain of salt. Um, okay, so I'm just going to go into more of my seven-star stuff. So basically, uh, you, can, you get support anywhere. So like, you don't have to go into Slack. You could just text one of us. Like That's something I want. Is like whenever I'm unresponsive in Slack, you just send me a text or WhatsApp or whatever. And it's like, oh, Dylan, get on this. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, you're right. Um, but ideally, most of the time, I don't need to get on anything. That's a one star in my life event diagram, right? Like, I don't want work people in my iMessage. But it don't so got to be why you. I think this is interesting. It don't, but that's where we figure out how to I know, scale it. I know. I just think it's interesting to plot against. Right, right, right. Um, you don't want work in your iMessage, even though that's all we text about. Uh get the absolute like best quality this is a little bit higher no you're fine but like oh. can't have clients How about in there? we lag some more um one is like okay you get the absolute best quality merch so it's like that studio that we set up for sean puri it's just that for any of our clients we just they get a dope studio right out of the gate and it's like the best quality camera mic it's just a beautiful looking set and uh, now every clip is just going to be like, wow, what the fuck did they do? Um, then they also get a handwritten letter from from their editor with like a bunch of a goodie bag from the Philippines. So it's like makes it super personal. And they also like they literally become best friends. So it's like, I love that. how do we get them to just have the same interest, be into the same shit, just want to talk to each other outside of work the same way we do? Like, how can my editor be Belky? That would be sick or whatever, vice versa. The sidekick. I love that. You know the exact moment when an edit's finished, an edit is finished. It's basically the anti-goals of the anti-goals. So it's like, okay, you, you want the false promise ETA or you don't want that. So what's the thing you want? You want like the perfect, you know, to the second when something's going to be released. Um, and then also like this kind of specific idea, but if a clip performs really well or some video performs really well, what we see with Darmesh, where he just nuke boosts the clip that's doing well, it's like automatically we put paid money behind any of the clips that do well. So it like gives them that extra boost and they get a lot more exposure because you're like, oh, this is good content. Let's put more behind it. So we're kind of the self-producers for all of that. Um, you want to chime in for anything? I got like this more. Yeah, you took this. I think you took this exercise really seriously. And I think I flunked it. Wait till you see. Uh, I didn't even go to 11. I, I, I exuded so much energy on 10. <laughs> I couldn't uh, get to 11. Well, here's the thing. A lot of this stuff is stuff we talked about in the past. We just forgot. Like one of them for my, I'll just skip to 11. Well, it's not really 11. 11 is like, you don't even like, you don't know what clipped is. Clip just happens all in the background for you. It's like, you just, you want to record an audio message and it's just like, you record it and it just happens to show up on the internet. And now like all these celebrities are hitting you up like, oh, that's fucking brilliant. Like, where did you get that from? Naval's like, oh, let me come on your podcast. You get, uh, I don't know, like Elon Musk, he's begging to shoot videos with you. Um, but it's just like, you don't know what Clipped is. I think 
right before that though, it's like how about how about you didn't even record it? We just zapped it out of your brain. We just took your conscious thoughts and turned well, them that's into the a clickable moment. Take Sean or your, Puri, your for example. subconscious thoughts. I, I still haven't responded to him, but it was his birthday a couple of days ago, and I'm like, "Yo, for your birthday, Sean, uh, I'm gonna build the like lazy boy content system." He's like, "What's that?" And then I just never responded because I'm like, "Oh, I don't want to build this system for him. I just want to suck it out of his head." Yeah, it's two lazy boys. You can't. You put two of the lazy boys in the same room. <laughs> you just get nothing. I know I'm skipping around stars. It would make a lot more sense if I didn't, but fuck it. Uh, is 24-7 editing. It's like right now it's overnight and it's kind of a bitch because it's like a time zone you don't want to work. What if it's just like you know a clip's being worked on every single second of the day constantly? It's like, oh, that'd be really nice. And it's, it's simply someone in the Philippines, one of our editors there, just pass it off to maybe someone in the Americas. And it's like, okay, now you just get constant clips a lot faster. And now if you have like, something you want to change in a clip, they can do it right away. Versus right now, you have to wait like, uh, another day because they don't work at the same time. Um, yeah, it's it's any type of content. Just a lot of shit. I don't... Let me... I'll give you my 10-star pop. It's a nice little story. So my 10-star was all of my 8-star, which, as I wrote it, is like things we can control. Okay, but now, when your video's posted, you immediately are graced with 8 million YouTube subs. It's kind of like, it's actually kind of like your, your 11 star, which is interesting. You become an influencer for yourself or your company and at the drop of a hat can get your audience to follow anything you say. Revenue is up 400% overnight. The clipped ROI cannot be computed because the denominator is and effectively also, zero. The limit oh, don't okay. exist. I was going to say the numerator Conan too. Calls numerator you would be pop. nice to get up with ads that oh. convert. <laughs> Infinite numerator, zero denominator. Conan calls <laughs> you up, pop. He wants to reboot reboot his late show because he needs you to deliver reboot to the United States of America. The president gets word. You show up at the White House. It's somehow Barack Obama. You're thrilled. Those were simpler times. It's the State of the Union. Barack puts you behind the podium. You speak to the nation. Folks, I don't know how I got here. I subscribed to Clipped. I didn't even post the single YouTube video. I woke up the next day and it was all there. I'd like to meet Obama in the White House. It's not 08, though. And you're frozen. How long did he go from? I'd 2012, 2016. Yeah, he had a good run. Should probably cut this. Cut this out. Keep my little giggling. Because that was funny. Oh, he just left on a thumb note. You froze. <laughs> my hotspot died. <laughs> Did you hear the end of my story? I was juiced, dude. I something about Obama in the White House. Oh, we hit forty on dude, the dot, dude. Get the fuck out. Uh, Let me give you the last paragraph. It's the State of the Union. Barack puts you behind the podium. You speak to the nation. Folks, I don't know how I got here. I subscribed to Clipped. I didn't even post the single YouTube video. I woke up the next day, and it was all there. Moral of the story. All for three nine nine five a month, huh? <laughs> yes, sir. I don't know how we make... 
Well, that's the cool thing is it's like, okay, I think I think what can we take from this? Uh, a couple of things that I realized. One, I'm like, okay, that personal experience. Actually, the funny thing is at the extreme, people don't even want to know about it. Like, we just want it to happen. But in this kind of like intermediate, okay. I don't know. It's actually interesting now that I think of it. Because with our 10 for 10, shit just kind of happened. They didn't really know about it. Uh, but now they like know about it. I guess they they don't know about it, but their producer does. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we can figure out a way to do the producer's role uh, scalably. I think that would be awesome. I don't know what that looks like, but also having the most personal experience possible, like with that handwritten note. I was actually thinking it's like, okay, how could we do handwritten notes, the seven star experience for someone? Say you sign up today. How do you get tomorrow morning in your mailbox? You see a clipped package with like an Opal camera, a nice microphone, a clipped hat, and a, a handwritten message with a chocolate uh, from your editor. It's like, well, we could actually have all our editors just like write this all out and send us a batch of them. And now anytime a new subscriber comes in, we just FedEx overnight it, this package to them. And it's like literally pre-written, like, so stoked to see your content. Granted, it's kind of generic, but uh, it's like, here's some background on me. It's like, oh my God, that's amazing. This is my editor. Hopefully they have good handwriting. But uh, I think that's a way to just like make that a part of the normal experience. And it's like a seven star experience. Yeah. So all of this. And it cost to, us maybe 30 bucks. All of this to inform. I was talking in my vlog about the Hormozy peas. It's like zero to a million bucks is, is product. One million to 10 million. Sorry. Fucking A. Zero to a million is promotion. One million to ten million dollars is product. And that's where we're at. So it's like, Clipped is good. We do a million and a half bucks a year. How do we make this product absolutely next level now that we know what we do? And, uh... Well, what we're realizing is a lot of this is word of mouth. That's the easiest marketing is just someone either buying more themselves or being like, oh, I have a bunch of friends that make content too. And the strongest marketing. Right. Easiest, strongest. So I think like the low hanging fruit that we should do. No, it's not the easiest. One just like, I think it's the hardest. What? I think it's the hardest to get right. The product. Uh, word of mouth marketing. Oh, it is, but it's so we've strong. Never had anything but it. Right. It's so strong that it becomes easy after you've got something that people want to talk about. Right, and now we're we're starting to see that. So I think just. Uh, the things that we can immediately enact is regarding like how to make that more personal experience with the editor right out of the gate. Like that first, literally from subscription to the next 24 hours, that is that critical period where if you get some wow in that time, you're going to be hooked for life. So if if you get a box of clipped merch plus like uh, access to a course on how to produce and make viral content, it's like, okay, that's awesome. Plus this handwritten, handwritten letter, uh, plus like ETAs and plus the actual video you want produced next day. It's like, I actually want this on the copy on the website. It's like, um, subscribe today, clipped tomorrow, first clip tomorrow, or like mm-hmm. something, something where it literally says you will get a video delivered tomorrow and you always get that. Um, I don't know what else there is. That's it, Pop. This is exciting. We got to take this back. I think we got to report back on what we end up enacting. <clears throat> what what number of stars we, we add to this product. 
And until then, Pop. Oh, one thing I didn't... I, we didn't really say this, but, like, each star is, like, another percentage virality. So, like, say a 10 or 11 uh, star is, like, 100% uh, virality versus, like, a 5 star is, like, I guess it wouldn't be 50%. But basically, like, that might be one of the normal one number one metrics is, like, if every clip goes viral, all the rest doesn't really mean shit. <laughs> like, you're not going to complain if it just does amazingly well. Um, yeah. Granted, you might sub us out because you're like, oh, just the content speaks for itself. But I don't think that would be the case. But that might be yeah. number one versus like the chocolate basket. But hey, we're going to play around with it because a lot of this stuff is low. Garda Lou, Pop. Garda, Garda. Lou. Have a good day. Lou. Peace. <laughs>